0: No guitar is safe. What's up everybody, I'm Jude Gold. This is episode 149 of No Guitar Is Safe, the guitar show where guitar heroes plug in. I'm super psyched. We're going on a long helicopter ride today to interview a hero of the frozen tundra, a titan of virtuosity and shred, Dave Yurek. going to dig him. It's brought to you today by Guitar Player Magazine and GuitarPlayer.com. Guitar Player. Play better. Sound better. Head over to GuitarPlayer.com to catch up on all your guitar news and gear reviews and everything else. But yes, what fun I had over at Dave's home studio in Chicago or just outside on this snowy Sunday morning when we met. I would have posted this Gosh, two weeks ago, but instead I posted the Eric Walls episode, which I hope you love, because at that very time, Dave and his wife, Sarah, were in the delivery room, and they didn't know what they had coming, boy or a girl, but they now have a beautiful new son, Sebastian. Very happy for them. Before, it was just the two of them and the dog, Halen, who you might hear a little bit on this podcast, but now they are a full family. Congratulations. It was a great day. Dave has a killer studio downstairs with a full on mixing board and a live room. He also teaches out of there, plays in multiple bands, and has multiple albums you can check out on Spotify. Dave also used to play with the famous, hilarious DJ of the Chicago area that anybody in the Midwest probably knows, Kevin Matthews. Hilarious stuff.
1: It's official. The readers of Billboard and Airplay Monitor have elected Kevin Matthews Local Air Personality of the Year. Suck. Of course I suck. I know that, there sir. Look at the billboards for God-
0: Kevin Matthews, of course, has his alter ego, Ed Zeppelin. Dave said those gigs they would do would sometimes be so huge it would be bigger than, like, headlining rock band gigs. The power of radio.
2: Waitress! What? I
1: want you, I want you so bad. I want you, I want you so bad. It's driving me bad. It's driving me
0: bad. I, I think maybe at the very end of this podcast, I'll play a little bit more of the Kevin Matthews WLUP, The Loop comedy. Just as a, as a fade-out bonus material. So stick around for that at the end of this show. Really psyched to be going over there. I got my good friend Todd Mills as my co-pilot today. Flying the copter over to Dave's house. Todd is uh, the guitar tech and stage manager of Jefferson Starship, which I play with. And uh, gotta tell you about this gig we did last week on the boat cruise ship. This was off the hook. Deep Purple with Steve Morse. I got to say hi to Steve Morse, who you've heard on this show before. Got to say hi to George Lynch. He was shredding in the wind at night on the deck. Incredible. So many other players. Man, Tommy Shaw and Sticks. man. They were on fire. Saw a great blues guitar player, Laura Chavez, playing with Vanessa Collier, a blues singer-sax player. The list goes on and on. Warrant was there. Lance Lopez and Two Wolf. Pat Travers. Gosh, our buddies, Blue Oyster Cult. We play with them all the time. They were there. Got to talk with Buck Dharma and Richie Castellano. And yes, of course, I will be aiming for some of these cats to be on the show one month soon. Don't you worry. But the cruise ship was not really the place for that. Everybody was having fun. You might have seen the press release. A couple members of Deep Purple actually caught COVID on the boat, but so far... Doesn't seem like there was a huge outbreak, but you just never know. The jams were incredible. Gary Hoey, Anthony Gomes. Gary Hoey puts on this insane jam. Oh, by the way, Eric Gales was on the boat. It was nice to sort of connect with him a little bit. Got to jam on stage with him and Kathy Richardson, Gary Hoey, Anthony Gomes, and Vanessa Collier, and a couple other people. That was really fun. Gary puts on this epic jam. Anyway, these boats are kind of insane. It's like a floating festival. So yes, I do hope they will lead to some wonderful shows on this podcast coming up. But anyway, Todd Mills was with me every step of the way there and he is here today making this one happen. He introduced me and connected me with Dave Urich and we have a ball. And Todd took some videos too, which I will post on the Facebook page for No Guitar Is Safe ASAP and also on my personal YouTube channel, which I think is just Jude Gold, easy to find, tons of guitar videos on there. You're gonna hear all kinds of stuff From Dave today, when he opens, though, he is uh, playing this cool two-hands-on-the-neck clean piece that he's just been writing recently, which is very cool. He's playing one of his Ibanezes. I'm playing another of his Ibanezes, and uh, we're both running into little practice amps, but we do discuss his Laney amps that he loves when he actually does gigs, so we go into that even though we're not plugged into them. What can I say? Thanks for listening. Keep it alive till you're 95. Thanks again to Guitar Player Magazine and GuitarPlayer.com for bringing us another helicopter adventure let's go to dave uric's cool ass guitar dojo Dave Urich in the house, or we're in your house. This is so cool. Thanks for having us today. Got Todd here, too. I got to introduce Todd first, because he's a guitar tech of Jefferson Starship and the stage manager of Jefferson Starship, and we sometimes have these late night hangs with Kathy, our singer, and Todd often plays me like the sickest shred shit, like we're hanging out after the show sometimes in the room or whatever, and he and man, he's just introduced me to all your music, and it's just been phenomenal to hear it, and now here we are. In your house, Dave, here in Chicago. Flew the helicopter to Chicago, folks! <laughs> Actually had a gig with Kathy last night. And uh, so Todd set this up. Thanks, Todd.
3: My pleasure. Thank you. You
0: the man. man. And we're here. How you feeling, Dave? I am doing wonderful.
3: I'm doing great.
0: Great. This is brought to you by Guitar Player Magazine and GuitarPlayer.com. Great place to dive into all things guitar. Guitar player. Play better. Sound better. People, happy Sunday. Hey, hey. <laughs> Thanks for shoveling the driveway. Was that for us?
3: That was. Well, actually, that I do it anyway.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> it was five inches of snow here last night in Chicago. That's right. I get a chance to use the snowblower. So hope my plane's still leaving. But no, it's a crystal clear blue day now. So. Yeah, it's yeah. fine now. Well, it's great to meet you. Uh, Todd has been playing me your stuff. And uh, it, yeah, I'm just so blown away. <laughs>
3: been playing lately anything or any noodles happen or any new licks or uh... yeah I've been doing some uh, actually uh, for me the the story starts I I got married so a lot of uh, everything in in life is different hey congrats you know thank you but uh, yeah there's tons of new playing stuff I've I've got uh, kind of a rediscovery of late about three years ago let me see maybe three and a half or four years ago I started getting headaches really really bad not like little headaches but headaches like like Oprah Winfrey decided to take tap dancing lessons on my neck, and it was like killing. So I ended up having yeah. a neck surgery, and so they huh. go in from the front, because my left hand was getting numb. Huh. And so I totally, totally changed, That's I have to change routine. everything about playing. Oh yeah? So yeah, well, like there's a neuropathy thing going on on my left hand, of all the places, right? In your left hand, so yeah, I have to deal with pain now on, on a pretty regular basis. It but, happens. Yeah, but I've I figured a way, I've been figuring out ways around it. So, but yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. That probably wasn't answered the question. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I started. That so took a total. Any any licks you've been playing lately, or I've been purchased- working on this different cross picking stuff. Shit like that. But uh, oh, I love it so basically it's a it's a very strange technique what when I, when I started realizing like uh i I've been calling this cross picking for a long time, but yeah. cross picking to me is when you know you leap across another string and you have to use any kind of a distance, you know what I'm saying so yeah. so some number of years ago somebody was telling me like you get when you first learn guitar, right? Yeah. Guitar. All that kind of like folk sounding yeah. shit that kind of comes along. Anyway, my point being is I started realizing there was a pattern involved in that. Um, Ian Anderson does that kind of stuff when he he picks, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He has that real clear kind of, plays an open chord, but you hear more notes in it. It's just, I don't know, really cool. Anyway, so after learning some toll tunes and some other kind of stuff, and even some like Paul Gilbert string skipping things, I started realizing some number of years back that this is, I call it cross picking. So when you leap up, you use use an up and try to do as many hammer-ons and pull-offs as possible. (laughs) <laughs> like down, up, or like if I did this one here, like a like an A minor, down stroke, up stroke, hammer, up stroke. Yeah. So like. So all the kind of like rather than sweep picking yeah. only. You know I mean so I also yeah. I don't know this that's answer, beautiful
0: you, can you do a little more of that I just love watching it. and, and it's like cool because you can like do like etudes like little studies and yeah like a little studies so yeah, exactly jumping across it, all six strings and
3: right so one of the things is we as guitar players well when I'm te- when I teach you know of course we talk about you know straight kind of alternate picking different kinds of things like sweep picking and obviously tapping and things but I have my like what I call cross-picking to me is, the problem is always when you're crossing strings, right? So, just to be able to Or like. whatever it's a, if it's sweeping or alternate picking, right? But the problem for me has always been when you're like leaping to, to and fro, you know what I mean? Or like. so this is basically just a pentatonic lick like or if you want to yeah. downstroke upstroke hammer upstroke
0: okay. yeah I, but I can't get into the high gear like you. <laughs>
3: Yeah. So, Beautiful. It's a
0: real strange kind of It's funny when you get a little thing. For me, something something a little breakthrough I had because I always wanted to be able to play Sales of Sharon." Oh and I finally figured it out that every middle note. That's yeah, okay. Quit. Uh, Let's
3: do it together. One. One. Two. Two. on my Facebook page today 10 years ago at a NAMM show yeah. I, I was with Julian he played that on this guitar oh, and cool. he does that kind of thing oh, too the second you see that the every middle note is hammered yeah yeah that and actual it, it picking concept, itself. I had been doing for years, because I called that for years ago, yeah. a jazz picking. and it wasn't, yeah. but when I went to college, I went to college my degrees in jazz, right? So it was a guy doing, like me, yeah. you know, I'm getting a degree in, in jazz at a conservatory back in the yeah. 80s. But, um, so, uh, lo- very long story short, I, I did not like when I played jazz early on, because I didn't really grow up playing jazz. I studied it, and they didn't have degrees in metal, so I had to do classical and jazz. But so you know reluctantly <laughs> i went with the flow and i'm very grateful for it but when i played jazz i thought it sounded like fucking michael shanker like you know like it's too percussive you know like you can't go it's just fucking, yeah. it sounded way too white for me Anyway, my point being is when I heard jazz, great jazz players play, they would... There was this normal sort of punctuation in the way they played, right? So I'm like, that can't be that they're picking all the time, right? So every great jazz player all of a sudden had these really cool lines. So I'm like, all right. So I started picking twice per string. Down, up, pull. 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 Right? For descending lines, right? And I'm like... If there was two notes on a string, I picked them both. If there was three notes on a string, I picked twice. So I picked twice, didn't matter. So like, on a scale like... Nice. And it felt, all of a sudden, it sounded jazzy to me. You know what I mean? So I was like... Aha! I got something. And it turned to me like...
2: Yeah, oh,
0: yeah it's such a great technique.
3: Yeah, that's a funny. I love that. Yeah, it's funny because that. Yuli John Roth played that on this guitar. I When I asked him, I'm like, would you play that on here? Because yeah. that, that sales of Shrine was like, that was the Holy Grail before there was even like a, you never yeah, knew about it. And you know,
0: it. EVH does the same technique, but he came out, like his first album was eight months after that. I know. It's so. Which is, he, he picks up stuff a lot too. I'm not saying he got it from Uli maybe, I don't know, but it's like.
3: It's funny right so. on today today on, on was it on on uh on, was it but yesterday maybe later i uh within the last twelve hours I had a picture of him and I with him he played on this I took a photo of it and like yeah. fortunately got one but i uh he was he's got a great fucking memory too that guy was shocked His really? memory yeah like we had met in Europe Julia you know, and i um ten or no it was thirteen years or up before that so and he um he remembered it. I'm like, I remembered meeting him because he's freaking Uli John Roth, and he was like one of my biggest influences. Well, did DCU right? play? Of course, he remembers he you. Did he <laughs> did? But I, 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 don't, I guess I don't know. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't occur to me that way. You know, I think, right. I think of it the other way. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe I'm too modest. I, I don't, I don't look at it like that. I don't think of those things. But. Uh, I just, I was like, wow, this is great. So we ended up uh, chatting, and he's like, I met you 13 years ago. He was, yeah. we know, we were talking, Monica, Monica Danneman was still alive, and he was, I was like, you remembered? He remembered everything about it. I thought, what what, a, what an incredible dude. Anyway. Yeah, sure.
0: I got to meet him because, you know, I played at a couple of those Jason Becker benefits in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And, like, the first one was insane. It was, like, Uli and Satriani and Luca Thur and um, Marty Friedman and and uh hands down the loudest guy with the fiercest tone Uli. yeah like he had two blackstar half stacks going like you know it's that takes a certain like a lion tamer to play through 200 watt amps on full blast yeah <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it, was it was cranked up man it was really it was a,
3: a glorious tone i i i loved his play that 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 salesheron was just so damn cool when i first heard that i was like stop rewind stop yeah. rewind yeah, I, 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 was. That was that was the pre-Ingve stuff and the pre Halen stuff too. But you know, what I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm also a fan of Ingve, like Ingve immensely, and and yeah. I don't understand people that get, like start to attack that guy. Yeah. I think you know, isn't it a great thing when you can be so recognizable, your sound oh, yeah. and everything about it? It's like, boom, two or three notes in, and you're like, Ingve, that's it. You know, yeah. everything. You know, clean strats, single coils through like a plexi. I know. And very little distortion? Come on, people. I know. He was he is just fantastic, but uh yeah. Anyway, yeah. I uh uh yeah, yeah. I know I, I never understood how he creates so much like I don't know what it is, weird like people get like a love hate relationship with them and oh. they just can't somehow sit back and say, I love that for oh, what yeah. it is. Well,
0: I- I you know? agree. People need to, you know, in most cases, you can separate the person from the music. Like, don't get dissuaded by a boisterous personality. Right. You've right, right. to listen what's happening there.
3: Yeah. I, I, I met him one time at, uh, pretty early on. I met him a number of times, but then one time I met him, I thought he was really super cool. I've heard, like, these stories, and I thought. He was just totally misunderstood, you know? I mean, I never knew of, I've never known of a guitar player to create such a divide about, like, whatever. I heard guitar players that, excuse me for saying it, sometimes were just hacks, you know? There's nothing wrong with being a hack if you enjoy guitar, that's great, right? But it's so much like Ingvay had so much better technique than people that I don't know if it just scared them until, like, they had to make him be, like, bad or, oh, yeah, he sounds the same. Well, so does pretty much everybody. I don't yeah. say everybody, you know, year after year. I mean, you know, yeah. people start, I mean, doesn't ACDC a year after year sound the same? Doesn't, yeah, yeah. didn't, <laughs> didn't, I mean, almost every band sound the same? Yeah, B.B. King sounded the same, much the same. You know, year after year, no, it, Stevie like, Ray Vaughan sounded, I don't yeah. mean everything. Oh, but yeah. You know, the people first, evolve,
0: but, people
3: yeah. evolve, but, you know, what do they expect? Like, is going to start playing, like, you know, phase dance by Matheny or something.
0: I love it when I hear people like directly build on stuff too. Like there's so much Blackmore in Yngwie's playing, but it's times a hundred in know. terms of the, the I know. speed and intensity. But like the, the, the classical melodies and the clean, clean-ish distorted strat tone is like right there in your face. I love it. Yeah. Um, but you, man, you have so many crazy songs yourself. I know I have some that I want to ask you about, but okay. maybe uh, Todd, you want to? Any, I know you're a fan too. Anything you, on your mind?
3: <laughs> Probably my favorite is got to be chicken or not chicken. Uh, Kitchen sink.
2: Okay. Yes. I love that
0: song.
3: On how to play it, or well, you know, one of the things I was doing with that—I mean, on how to play it—I, uh, I've been trying for years to try to play, like, like a piano player plays. Do you know what I'm saying? I like the guitar sound; I love it. But what? But, but the guitar sound—at least chords—sound so that sounds so linear, left and yeah. right, you know, you know, on the neck horizontally. So I started trying to uh, figure out a way of voice just simple triads and string pairs differently. So I'll do this take exercises. This is I'm going to play one, four, five just yeah. like this. That's on six, four, yeah. and three. And then, you know, like if you want this. Open voicings. Yeah, open voicings. There's so much there's they're so yeah. non-guitaristic, you know, like so. This kitchen sink is an A chord, a B chord, C chord, D chord, A B. This kind of a uh that's kind of the, uh
0: you're kind of doing like some like white wedding kind of yeah oh yeah cool here so you're actually picking the different harmonies Are you Steve Morris? I mean, everyone I is a Steve, Steve Morris fan. Yeah, Everybody I love is. Steve Morris. But it
3: sounds like you actually have like you know, yeah, some of totally. And I, I, I he's one of the biggest influences for me because yeah. when I, I I I saw him God years ago, he warmed up the, the super trio the uh, Demiola, Paco de Lucia, and uh, um, John McLaughlin thing, yeah. and he did his solo, you know, on an acoustic guitar. And I'm like, he said something to the mic, like, you know, he played it here in Chicago. It says, gotta be in the early 80s or mid 80s latest but I'm sitting there watching this guy and he sounded great which and he says in the mic he goes well this isn't the easiest game. <laughs> so the guy I ever had. Oh, man. you know and I'm like what a ballsy thing and he sounds so great and you know I just thought wow you know but what I liked about him which to me I influenced me is, um he played it one time in Chicago and it was like I don't know it was freaking freezing cold and there wasn't a lot of people there he played it like the Metro and I had a go back and, and and met him and i was a young guy still i don't know probably just in high school end of high school maybe even i don't know but he was like an educated guy so that was something oh, yeah. to me that i wanted to get my degree in music i thought you know he I was hired so many he, rock
0: guitar players to.
3: yeah he was the guy that like made me feel like okay i'm i'm doing this you know or yeah. one of the guys
0: that's what you know that's funny that's what jimmy herring said about him too he's like here's a guy from the South, you know, we get a bum rap a lot of the time, Southern boys, and he's playing like Mozart on the guitar, and he's, yeah. It yeah. inspired him to the, you know, to an incredible degree.
3: Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really cool, too. And, and I, in talking with him, he was one of those, like, you know, you just get an opportunity to, to, to apply different things. I started uh, as a classical major in school, so for me, I I was like... And I, then I switched over to jazz. I, I don't know, after a couple of years of studying classical, to me, I think jazz seemed like more of a mystery than the classical did. Not that I'm some great classical player, but there wasn't a lot of opportunities to make a living playing classical guitar, yeah. as I could see it. So, but I was awesome? very much a fan of the, uh, the education, which for me was one of the best decisions I ever made. Well, it's
0: ob- obvious you are. You have, like, you're educated, because like, you have a song like Rondo and D. With
3: strings, that's that that one, yeah, that one, uh, the Rondo and D. I had written in in school, and then uh, I'm a good friend with uh, Jerry Goodman. He's a Chicago guy, from whatever you know. So he and I played in a band together um, with Kevin Matthews here in the loop. I keep you know, and for whatever reason, we just got along great. We got along famously, you know. So we'd go to when he back when he lived in L.A., you know, he lived in uh, Topanga Canyon, and we'd hang out and friggin' like play Nintendo football. I remember one time me and. CJ, I don't know if you know CJ Vanston, um, uh, uh, and uh, who else? Um, there was a bunch of people out playing, fucking playing. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, but so so he, J- Jerry heard that piece and he was like, I'm going to play on that, you know? So I just wrote really? the melody out. and
0: And what's this about the London Philharmonic? Doing some of your movie, oh uh, I uh I got
3: commissioned to do a piece um by um the uh, it's, it's easiest to say the Precious Moments, um uh, corporation. It's called NASCO Precious Moments. The president of Precious Moments was a good friend of mine, um, personal friend uh, that I've met through music. Um, his name is John Butcher too, but. Not John Butcher, Axis or whatever. That John Butcher is a sort of different name. But um, anyway, the London Philharmonic. The, he was doing a a piece um, for like a show, like an Epcot Center kind of a show. Yeah. I've got it. I've, I've got it yeah. on uh, uh, a copy. If you want to hear it, but um, and so it was like this, like Disney type show where make a long story short, the Precious Moments figurines where there was like a water thing, just like, like Disney, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so we went down to, to the where in, uh, heck was it in, in Carthage, Missouri, where the, the, the show was being taken place, and I watched what was going to happen visually and then had to write a piece to it. So I wrote a piece of music, and then a guy, my, myself, and a guy named uh, Bob Krogstad uh, helped do the uh, uh, orchestration, and he conducted it. So I was like, "Yeah, that was a friggin' honor."
0: Well, let's hear it.
3: Yeah, the, the piece, which is interesting, it's a it's a Christian-based piece because uh, Jen's father is a. Uh, very spiritual guy and that's where kind of he gets his basis for the Precious Moments. So John is the president of Precious Moments and his father was like the creative genius behind it. So the, uh, uh, he talked, it's kind of a, uh, it is a it is a Christian based tune. The lyrics were written by him and then I wrote the music. They wanted something more contemporary but orchestrated by an orchestra. So, Does it have a guitar in it? Or? It's not. Nope, not guitar. It's just it. guitar stuff. I mean, just uh, non-guitar orchestration. Did you not know he was chosen
1: to die From the moment that he was born?
2: Whom do you seek in this empty tomb The body of one who is dead? Did you not know
0: Back to Morse for a second. Um, Todd was showing me Uptown Chicken.
3: Yeah,
0: oh, oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. You got the, the, you get the oh, fiddle oh, on that song, too, so I was like, I oh, sound kind of like Dregsy.
3: that on a telecaster or something it's got some twang to it no I did uh, I recorded. I think on that um it's I've, all the stuff I've recorded so far I don't say so far mm-hmm. I've been an Ibanez guy since 87 yeah. and I don't ever remember any using anything other than an Ibanez but I think I used it stop piece RT uh, the 450 out there but um, yeah, yeah. I so memory of those licks <laughs> I, I do like it uh,
0: Yeah, That's but, good yeah. on a floating trim, folks. On a floating trim.
3: Ah, yeah, I'm actually starting it too fast. was so yeah, my problem, I've but that before. yeah.
0: Of uh, course, so uh, Kathy Richardson, you guys go way back, and Kathy, Yes. Very, we just played last night at Fitzgerald's, and she always does these uh, epic encores, like one, uh, like last time, a couple times ago, we did side one of Rumors, like that's an encore, all okay. the first six songs of Rumors by Fleetwood Mac, Right. like great Lindsay Buckingham. Last night, well, Pink Floyd, The Wall, but that's four sides, so we did like five songs, really.
3: Oh, that's really awesome. awesome but
0: but she's like, of course, says hello and wants to hang and, and remembers playing. Have you shared yeah.
3: bills with? Well, Kathy? we've you know, Kathy I've known for many years yeah. and she is just fantastic. As you well know, yeah. um, I just remember her from you know back in the Kathy Richardson, Kathy Richardson days. But the guys that were in in around this sort of s- circle, that clique, um, uh, the drummer Greg Marsh and and guys like uh, Clem and and. Uh, you know and grant ty i don't know if you know all those yeah, guys grant. grant's freaking awesome but sure. they, and then they played in um you know uh dick holiday and the bamboo gang that band was just awesome back in. you know i don't they're still doing some things here and there but um greg marsh the drummer in that was in the, the kevin matthews band that i was in called ed zeppelin here on the radio yeah. one of the radio guys you know and ironically that band was just big i couldn't Still don't believe how it's hard to explain outside of Chicago, if people didn't see the 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 nature of that radio station, how it, it was strange because like Joe Walsh came up and played with us. That's I got a chance to play with Joe Walsh. Because Joe Moss sat in with us. Oh, what song I did you play? played. We played Funk Forty Nine, Walk Away. We played um, Rocky Mountain Way. Oh, you Away. played multiple tunes with him. That's great. Yeah, he came up and played. We headlined the like Holiday Star, the Poplar Creek. Uh, Holiday big, Star is where I saw you. Yeah, and then we also like the World Theater. We headlined. We headlined these ten and twenty. The one World Theater was like a thirty thousand seat. I don't know how many. Something like know. that, maybe more. But yeah, it was like. Whoa, you know. So Joe Walsh was a part of that that radio station's kind of fabric. And, like, lots of guys came up. That's how Jerry Goodman, uh, I met Jerry. Um, Dennis DeYoung came up and played with us. Who else? Just a bunch of people. But Kathy, back to the point. Kathy Richardson was part of that circle of people, too. And always just nothing but the best thoughts of her and and her talent. She's just awesome. Always has been.
0: I've heard about this phenomenon from Kathy and other people here's your take but like Chicago's obviously one of the greatest cities on planet earth but it's also like in the middle of a giant country so like it's the center of all these states it's the place but is it possible to be Chicago famous as Kathy says where like your person is really well known here they're on the radio every day they're doing shows all the time but it's yeah. like hard to break out of this yeah
3: i you i completely get that i you know i'm speaking yeah, for myself talking? maybe not so much for for kathy here but yeah i think that the midwest yeah you could become chicago famous and then also not really all that be all that well known not like l.a if you're known in l.a i couldn't you know or New York it seems to me like Chicago back in the day there was like the session community too you know we were making money like nobody's business you know yeah. I was getting reuse checks because I was hearing my music or not my music per se but stuff I was playing on sessions that I played on at like yeah. the Super Bowl all major car television commercials all you know whatever and there was tons of money being made and of course nobody said anything why would we say anything <laughs> because some guy come in and take our gig right anyway so can you know when you're making money and you're and you're and you're living your life why would you like leave that? You know, so That's great. I don't. I don't really know. You know, like to me, when I would go to LA and see the, you know, I've been to LA a number of times, and then you'd see the guys playing. They're like, like you can't make a career like playing at the Big Potato. The Big Potato would be like you play it once in a while. It's kind of a, oh, like, yeah. like you playing because it's like a, you know. Yeah. I don't know how to explain. It. You can't pay make you can't pay your mortgage doing that. You know, yeah, it's an
0: incredible place to play, and and well, you know it's like oh, someone's living room and stuff. But yeah,
3: but at the same time, yeah, how often can you play there? Yeah, you're just like you know. And don't get me wrong. So sure. to me, like you know, the cover band scene in Chicago, you can make a bundle of money. You know, yeah. and then there, there, there was there isn't by the way any more you know jingle scene. But yeah, know. you know, and then you know each of these kind of clicks in these different scenes, you like of musicians were legit and real and you could be making a living i've made a living my whole entire life from playing you know and i don't know I'm, I'm not the richest guy in the world but i've never had to worry you know what i mean teaching and playing and so can you be chicago famous yeah and then you know when you get out of your own kind of kind of community go to new york or la it's a totally different world you know and it seemed like like la was who 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 are you playing with? What what band are you on on the road? When are you going on tour? Blah blah, blah 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 blah. You know, and what records are you going to be on? Where? What videos are you in? And and you know, we're like, mm, I don't know what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. And everything's twice as expensive. Yeah, twice as expensive. You know, I I I don't know. I don't want to say it, you know there was none of that, but you know, uh, I think Chicago is just. You know, even the south side of Chicago is totally different than the north side. The north side people are totally different than the south side. You know, yeah, the guys yeah. in Disturbed just like nobody on the north side was like even aware of that what was going on. You know, when yeah, yeah. when they kicked and and popped. You know what I mean? Yet, you, you know, you could have seen them like you know, at, you know, ten times. Yeah, I
0: remember they were actually one of my first official interviews back in like 2000, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and they they blew up. That, um, and I know I I, did, I have not done anywhere near as many sessions as you and Kathy, but I did do one really I did a couple of them, Union where you get that mailbox money, and I just wanted to oh, just yeah. give a shout out to John Madden because I did the commercial with John Madden Rest his soul. Right. We recently lost him, and uh, it was an Ace hardware commercial. you know, it's like I'm playing these like country licks underneath it.
3: Ace is the friendly hardware place. Right.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, that mailbox money is crazy.
3: Yeah, that was great. In fact, it's pretty much gone. Actually, about three years ago, I got a reuse check for something I did 20 something years ago. I should have just taken a picture of it and then, you know, not cashed it. But it was interesting because you would get these checks for $47 and some out cents, and it, 47, whatever. And, it was like the nation was divided up into, like I think, four, approximately four chunks, like time zones, yeah. but probably more like demographic. And then the year was divided up into four 13-week quarters. So if you were on like a final, everything that may get played in nationwide and in and out of that zone, you get another check. Yeah. For $47 or something <laughs> that sense. So you go to the mailbox and be like excited to get the mail. Oh, there's nine today. Yeah oh, there's none, and then there'd be three, and then two, and then for two weeks you'd get nothing, and then you get ten. And yeah. i oh, none, oh, what the heck, you know? <laughs> it was like the mailman, you're like, is the mailman here yet? Is the mailman here yet? But so, I don't know. That was the jingle yeah. business back then, and yeah. nobody does it now. Guys like Craig McCreary, who was doing like, I don't know if you know Craig, but hmm. Craig was probably the most recorded guy around here, one of the most, rec- yeah, I would say it was probably Craig, but probably about five guys total were doing all yeah. of it. You know, yeah, it's crazy. And right. I'm like, nobody said anything about it to anyone. Right. It was like, "What oh, are you doing sessions? Yeah, we do some of those." Jamie, so <laughs> try to get off, get off the topic here. How about <laughs> them bears? How about the bears? <laughs> right, God forbid something. I don't know that the That's that's right. But anyway, that business is gone. Yeah, yeah Kathy did a know. lot of them. She did like uh, you know.
0: Plug it in, plug it in. She did all kinds of vocal jingles that we've all heard, and Applebee's and
3: yeah. Steak Farm. Yeah, and, and then for there. singers, singers got even way more. Oh, yeah, it's not got fair. even way more. I always
0: thought that was unfair. They get like yeah, five it, times as much as. Oh, I
3: know. There was a guy in town, Terry Fryer. He was, uh, he was a he great as a jingle guy and did a lot of stuff. I did the McDonald's jingles with him, and we did like six jingles, and like in the matter of I don't know if it was four hours or something like that. And that meant everybody recorded and everything was done, and it was like. Yeah like three hours four hours i don't remember what it was but no it was three hours i know because i ended up he was like ah, i'm getting your double scale i was like yay like don't even know what the fuck that means nobody would ask me like you know what is scale i don't know yeah i don't, I don't know I, I would do it for a lot less shut the fuck up don't say anything don't talk to anyone don't tell them what's much your lowest you know what i mean exactly. because so
0: well anyway maybe back to your music a little bit um there's so many so many fucking solo breaks and things to, that we could ask you about. And I don't know which which ones are you mess around with today or like if you were gonna do a, a set tomorrow, but I would like for
3: example, quarter to three. I don't mm-hmm. know if you
0: play that one regular. Or- no, I
3: don't play that one regular anymore. Well I shouldn't say What you know, it's funny because in terms of playing, doing Dave Urich band gigs is something that's going to be like way more on the radar. I've been actually putting putting some new material together, and yeah. um, I got some and using some of this kind of weird picking stuff. I could play some of it if you want. Yeah. And I actually did, which I should have released it. I want to release it, whatever. Is uh, I figured out um, a single version of um, uh, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody on guitar. Yeah, yeah.
0: We were definitely going to want to hear that. Todd yeah. was playing that for me.
3: So I can do that. and But my goal was with that tune was, you know, how like when you do like instrumental, well, maybe you do whatever, but you're playing instrumental music and you know, but it's only so much that like people get like, and I, and I love the fast playing and stuff too, but that is not like all of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some of my favorite things on guitar are not fast things. It's just, there's something about yeah. it's something cool or creative. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, I always liked, you know, I loved, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody. One day I was sitting, you know, at home, and I was like, what would be a cool challenge? And some, somebody had said, you know, if you're just, if we're not the human voice, you're just, you know, you know you're just never, blah, blah, what They said something really condescending about guitar, and I was like, you know what, go piss off. I'm going to yeah. go do, I'm going to go home. What's the hardest vocal thing ever? And I was like, probably that. Yeah. And so I wanted to play or represent all the parts on a standard six-string guitar without any tricks or toys. Do you know what I'm saying? And so I stayed up for fifty-five zero straight hours, and other than just going to the can, you know, what yeah. whatnot, or getting a glass, some water or something, I figured out that, and I'm like, okay, this is it. And I was very happy with that. And so. That That's to me right. is like sense. necessarily hard to play from like a shred thing or any. Uh, no, you know little, what I mean? Can you play but
0: a little bit of it for us? Oh sure, anything?
3: sure. Yeah. I can get a backing track for you. I'd have to do this is E flat. Let me get um, the challenge with this one um, is going to be. I think there was a version that I saw you play. There's a video where you didn't have a, a drum track to it. I think you just played it straight. It was some. It's like an early video of it. Could be. So what's the, the tough thing about this? Is there's like a a minute of not playing. I have a bass. Yeah, the click yeah. And the bass yeah. Going or something. yeah. So. So I'm gonna try. It. I may have to uh, wait at yeah. the point where it comes in, but see if I can get this. <laughs> right,
0: <'cause> you don't. Know, <laughs> he's doing a hail mary, folks. That's right there.
3: That's some silly one. So, obviously, when I play it live, I've got some volume pedals. It's much easier to do the switches because I have some channel changes and I did a couple of weird things. But to me, that's like raw. That's what I wanted it to be. So, I mean... You shut that guy up. Yeah. So, I mean, I've seen people do stuff that's whatever, but just on a rock guitar into a distorted amp, you know? That was my goal. So, even though that wasn't the best performance I've ever had of it, it's still... Still enough yeah, to be like you know what I mean it's still like yeah the point and so mm-hmm. I don't know yeah no that's fantastic I don't know a part of me too like I, I some of the coolest things in the world are when when people when guitar players sort of shed their ego and become okay. human I, I got uh, Mike Stern is I, I like one video he had talk about jazz you know and he was. Just so humble and saying, you know, when f- I'm, I'm paraphrasing by the way, it's yeah. not exactly what he said, but he's like, you know, when I first started playing jazz, I just didn't feel good doing it. I didn't. I, I will never get this stuff, you know. Yeah. And I felt like, you too. Wow, <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. And, and so man, look at him now. And, and and yeah, he's like sort of defines the, 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 uh, like, some of the electric jazz thing. I'm, he's he, people
0: don't realize how great he is too. Like oh. if you catch like on, you could watch him. He I've seen him play. Autumn Leaves for like 35 minutes and it never gets boring. Like the solos get higher and higher. The drummers he plays with are swinging harder and, and the well, intensity. I mean,
3: I, I know. I How know. many courses could I do on Autumn Leaves? I'll take maybe two. That's all I need. Yeah, exactly. And, just, and some of those guys just that—that's the way they do that, you know. And I mean,
0: stretching and stretching.
3: Yeah, yeah. and I—I—I I, I, I know. I very just very melodic. I too. Just, I know I, I, I love his playing I actually now I play in a fusion band too I call it a fusion band but it's really rock meets whatever I'll send you some of these too and we did a live uh, this band is just crazy good we play uh, once a month now and it's back doing it so it's yeah. like total and complete like we'll take standard tunes and just yeah. whack the crap of them just bend them as far as they can go um, Little Sunflower. We ended up doing this tune. Nice. Um, uh, we took. Uh, I, I got some other ones to play. I'll, How do you jam I'll, on that? I, I used to play Little Sunflower all the time. What, what
0: key? after that no way no fucking way Impressed impress
2: Todd.
0: Color me impressed. No fret markers, folks. Nice guitar, though the Simon is. Anyway.
2: Yeah, yeah. Thanks for playing, Chris. <laughs> God,
0: that's just great. I love I mean, watching you play. Just... Man. I'm like You, I'm just happy every day I get to play guitar. It's like the, it's a miracle. I know. I, it, it's yeah. just
3: it, it is, you know. And that's kind of I don't want to say '80s mindset, you know, like. Where the players in the eighties were like, oh, 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 there was this mystique, you know. I like the people that are just down to earth, you know. Like, yeah, yeah I don't know. It's, to me, I, that's my Absolutely. thing. You but know, most
0: of them are. You know. Yeah, that's, that's well. Pretty, yeah, yeah. I, I give you that. Yeah, once you get hang out with them, and I mean, I think a lot of people, you kind of have to be down to earth to deal with all the personalities and stay in this business. Yeah, this, is this
3: is such a weird weird business, isn't it? Yeah, yeah And now things. the industry of recording is just like gone, it up and left. I would love to see the textiles or anything other industry like deal with what the music industry's had to deal with, right? I mean, exactly. the whole in- music recording industry is gone. I don't yeah. care what anybody says, like, oh, not all gone but 98% of it or 99.5% what's the number of it's gone, right? Yeah,
0: aside from like maybe certain parts of LA and Nashville where there's but still like the whole the the global recording industry absolutely it's like 90% gone and um
3: yeah it, well i mean could 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 like the food industry like could, could Kentucky Fried Chicken or McDonald's or Burger yeah. King or, or Walmart could they sustain their in business with 95 plus percent of their revenue gone yeah i mean You know, and then you get those mojo moron, sorry to say it like people that aren't in the museum saying, well, now you make your money from, from live performances. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank (laughs) you. Yeah. It's like I had a restaurant too. Uh, We no longer sell the food, but we now make our money on the salt and the pepper. Exactly. Jerk. Yeah, you make your money only <laughs> right. Oh,
0: thank and, you. Well, why do you think that is? Because there's no shortage of music. I mean, there's obviously a lot no. of electronic music happening now. Yeah, and, and that's and, what and, I you know. Sequences I and loop drum loops and and which you know, I lo- I love all music. I dig tons of that stuff too. Yeah, but, but is is that what it is? It's like live musicians are just not as much needed anymore. Plus, there's mm. a project studio where people can do a lot of stuff. Like studios themselves are disappearing because studios work themselves out of, are disappearing, just
3: like this. I know exactly, and that. I don't know. I think we're in a weird time. It's kind of like, you know, if we look at like in America back when there was 13 colonies and then there was like, if you had a rifle and you were west of those 13 colonies, you were the law. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you weren't looking for the cops. You were the law. Do you know what I mean? Because, you, know, you know, whatever. I guess my point being is, you know, the reason I'm using like something like that is like, you know, it's like that's, where Amer- that's what the music industry is in now. There's this established thing Okay, yeah. New York's always going to be New York and blah, 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 whatever, right? And that, But if people want to kind of branch forward. Well, there'll be a day in the future somewhere, and I don't know what, where the medium of music, where you can make a living or you can, the musicians can get paid, right? You know, every once in a while I get this like sixty-three. Billions of a percent of a penny from spotify you know yeah. i never had like platinum records and stuff that's my crazy dog can you hear that yeah he's that's like, well, halen he's, my dog halen, yeah. such a
0: great dog name oh my gosh
3: yeah he's so, like eight months old right he's eight months old yeah he has just a giant ball of testosterone he is so funny yeah. Yeah. but I, I just think that the music industry's got to invent, then come up with something that compensates the musicians in a way that can create a, an income again you know because it's not just live playing someone's got to say okay how do we compensate the players in a way that's equitable yeah. and then more importantly in my opinion gets the next generation going you know yeah. so where where would a 16 year old kid want to put a record out or put out a, a, some music how would they how are they going to do that? You know, I find it, it's strange because I have a lot of students, and I'm think, you know, the one you've had them for a while, right? And and then they ripped off music when they were 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, whatever, right? Then also now they want to get in the music business, and I'm like, so you want to get paid for the last how many years you've been stealing stuff too? And we're right.
0: Well, information wants to be free, you know, and it's hard to once it's and out how, there. And how 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 how
3: do we, as a species, as once a songs
0: know, became zeros and ones, that song that's is just it,
3: information. Yeah. <laughs> it's an information transfer, right? You but, know, yeah. but I don't know. I don't know. Somewhere along the line, somewhere, someday, some something is going to happen. You know, not like oh, I, you know, absolutely, it'll until we're like a full nation, like yeah, okay, there's cops in every part of the country. Well, yeah. You know, they can't just tombstone, bam, boom, you know, shoot someone and you're the law. That's it. All right, we're done. Move on. I'm pretty sure if I was in like, like Arizona back in the day or somewhere, right, you know, and I decided to take a shotgun and shoot somebody on I mean, it. This is before DNA, this is before yeah. <laughs> you know electricities, photo cameras, you can't you know nobody would know. You'd shoot somebody, it'd be it. Right? <laughs> So anyway, I' my point yeah. being as an analogy to the law that's what it feels like right now. You're it's like this that giant people illegal... can just
0: grab do any, whatever they want there's the, right. it's the wild wild west when it comes to grabbing music I exactly mean,
3: who's yeah. gonna stop somebody right like who's gonna yeah. stop anyone you know i I noticed on on YouTube for a number of years it seemed like the Eagles were one man like and 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 like um like prince like purple rain. you couldn't yeah. get like on youtube you couldn't get purple rain or hotel yeah. California or some you couldn't get those they were yeah. just like. Like somebody put up one, and you know, bam, it'd be shut down. Put it up, shut down. Put it up, right? Yeah. But now you can get them. Well, the, the, you know, the monetization has
0: gotten better, obviously, since when YouTube first started. Which so there there are positives, but you're right. We always get reminders as musicians of how hard it is. to <laughs> the, <laughs> the industry from the time immemorial is. Try to show us how. Right.
3: And, you know, it's, it's, we as a, as a species are not uh, yeah. designed to be <laughs> the best businessmen. So, you know, when, when you ask a guy to play well, that's one thing, and you ask him to look a certain way or write a certain way or keep up with that, and then you turn around and have to ask those very same people, like, do you can you build yourself a web page? You can yeah. can you get on social media? You know, make sure you're going to do a little Twitter here today, and do an Instagram, and then make sure your Facebook page, and blah 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 blah, blah. and yeah. A pod, yeah, and negotiate you know,
0: contracts and yeah. without a lawyer, exactly, yeah. negotiate all that, all that.
3: Yeah. So yeah. I don't know,
0: I don't know. I'm 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 glad everybody's I... got a fucking podcast, though. They just <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, but that's, that's that's a great thing we're doing. What we're doing now today. You all know, right. that's just cool. It's oh, just that's, really that's cool.
0: Why? Just you know, these moments of hanging with like fucking amazing guitar player and i wanted to bring these to people in their ears and so i really appreciate you uh, showing us some well, stuff uh,
3: it's an honor to be here with you too because you're a hell of a player as well I'm oh very... shit thank you um yeah it, uh, the the level
0: of ferocity that you bring is, is incredible like back to like quarter to three there's a little break on there you know
3: Oh, I got that lick yeah I love that shit because uh well i got. it's like that's a a variation of lick I've been doing for quite a long time, so like a yeah like uh like um it's a one, two, three four five yeah a pattern, so like if if you do somewhere one one two, three, four five one one so. Right? Or whatever, like, I'm yeah. um, to do it. So I think that was. Some sort of chromatic thing on the way down. Um, yeah. that, that one I haven't done in a, uh, in a while, yeah, no, but uh, let me show you a look. Like that. That's a pattern, like a one, like a whatever. One, one, two, three, four, five. You know, so yeah. it's total six. All right. All right. And then I was yeah. just skipping different strings. Different. Oh, That's beautiful
0: stuff, you know. Another great uh etude machine too. You can do like his studies
3: and I was cramble. thinking about I've got a I've got tons of those. I was thinking about putting out, I don't know if it makes sense to do I'd get your opinion on that. Yeah. But probably no more than that. Put like just put a bunch of those together as t- some studies to be able to Yeah. Just put out for maybe YouTube pages or then do a YouTube
0: uh, or your own podcast. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Maybe shred, a lessons podcast Shred studies. Yeah that how is I mean I e- would you know, number six for shred guitar. For <laughs> <The> shred guitar, for <laughs> <The> shred guitar. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I mean,
0: currently, I know that you're in the band High Infidelity, right? Yeah, it's just... a
3: cover band. That's uh, a bunch of fun. Uh, yeah, that the. the uh, I just joined it. We should say in a, within the last year, about a little less than a year ago. Um, great guys. The singing, is, the singer in the band is just off the charts. Good enough. You've seen. He did a version of. Uh, uh I know it's gonna sound strange, but um I Will Always Love You in the original key by uh uh Firehouse? No, no, Winnie Houston's version. Oh, wait, he yeah, hits okay. those. He hits those notes. Know, what's his name? Dave Mikulski is his name. Oh. He's so damn friggin' good. So we're actually gonna be doing some uh things together too. Like I have with the the uh we're gonna do like some deep purple tunes like um uh, I'll send you the videos when we get kind of going with them too, but uh, uh, like Highway Star and do I got right. like the 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 uh, MIDI guitar and I do all the keyboard solos and stuff like that on the instrument, you know. So, whatever. Anyway, so that band is a bunch of fun. The uh, the uh, fusion band that I play in a rock fusion band is we just changed our name to the Jagaloons, so <laughs> we called ourselves KY2K for years, but. Uh, you know it was a lot of fun it's just guys taking tunes for you know just to play we'll take and do who knows what yeah. you know what I mean
0: and um of course so you still do gigs as Dave Yurick band doing more and more of those I, guess, I, I haven't
3: been doing as much of those but I'm yeah. going to be doing it again ever yeah. since my surgery thing kind of it's been I wanted to re sort of invent myself you know what I mean I yeah. You know, I've been doing some singing myself, but I don't know. I wish I was given a good voice. And God gave me two scoops of guitar and only half a scoop of singing. So <laughs> I have to, a good night singing for me is when people don't throw tomatoes or
0: <laughs>
3: no produce my way. So, well, but you that's got a good. A lot of vocal tunes on your third album, right? Yeah. That one, I, I was, I, that was me trying as hard as I possibly could to sound like a singer, you know? Mm. And I don't know, it's okay. That's the, in the end. It's like, "Oh, that's okay." You know? <laughs> it yeah. it well, doesn't have that like an oxy out thing. Doesn't. Well, I mean, you spent, you know, they talk about
0: 10,000 hours. You spent 100,000 hours on guitar. And how many hours have we or you any of us guitar heads spent on this thing? Right. Maybe right. not
3: quite as much. No, not at all. And I and I, I yeah, you know, I, no. I just but I think that with guitar, you know, you know, to be an accomplished player, you do the same things that you and I have done for our life, which is just keep repeating repeating, and repeating things, and you get learning more yeah. about yourself and your tone and your everything, you know? But with voice, I mean, you're never going to be like, I'm going to learn how to sing hi. You can never do that. Oh, yeah. And there's a certain texture or tone, you know? Yeah. One of my friends in high school, my best friend maybe in the whole planet, uh, makes like imitates me to other people and went the way he imitates me he puts his hand over his nose he goes hey and everybody who hears that laughs and i'm like huh what are you talking about what your speaking voice yeah my you speaking voice apparently sound sounds like, like, like no way well i'm,
0: I'm a neutral outside well
3: um, i i don't know i'm i'm uh <laughs> yeah I, I always feel like you know i tried as hard as i could with the singing and i could sing i sound okay that's 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 not bad i went from not sounding good to sounding okay pretty do you good
0: gotta do it? I'm, i remember the first time i did that like you know i've played guitar since i was eight years old The first time i did a vocal gig i was about how old was i maybe 33 or something mm-hmm. and like i had all the songs in the wrong key by the time i got on stage i realized oh my god these songs are all like they happen to be a little too low and i was like hurting my voice because i'm trying to sing out but it's like below my range kind of like you got to find your like it takes a lot of
3: it takes a lot to, yeah like,
0: to, Pay those dues. You just gotta pay like pay your dues like anything yeah, else.
3: Yeah, I know. And well, I guess the way that we do it, like with the cover thing, with the co- what's fun about this particular cover band, the guys are great, yeah. and the vocals are really good. So I get wow. an opportunity to, you know, play along and yeah. and you know, plus it works a lot. We do like probably we did probably eighty shows last year, even with COVID. You know, and the money's good. So. You know, I, I consider that like, you know, sometimes somebody will come up and say, Dave, why aren't you doing all, you know, the Dave Yurk band, yeah. you know, you're, you know, come on, man, hold the, What well, I don't know what the word is, you know, like you know, fly the flag. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I don't walk into where you work and start changing, you know, telling your boss, Hey, why don't you get Steve in freaking management, dude? got will let him <laughs> fucking manage the place. Come on, Steve, <laughs> stand up to your boss. Right. I don't give you that guy. Right. To me. Being a player and being able to play for my living is like a privilege, and yeah. I love doing it. you know what I mean? I've done some wonderful things and played at some really big places, and then I've I've played at some shitty ones. And I think it's just an honor to play guitar for a living. I don't know, just do what I want to do and what I love. You know, you know, when somebody starts questioning my career goals, and that's like, or career path, or and I uh, I don't know, it seems strange to me, but yeah i i've I done how to get back to it a cover band here you know is a fun thing and it's a lot of fun with the right people a cover band with the wrong people is tantamount to hell though if wow. you're in a cover band and you're you know true yeah you know, then i'd rather not be there
0: you know one sure. thing i was going to ask you about is uh the laney amps yeah those are amazing sometimes i've played a few of them and i, I, love, I don't know them all that
3: far. i love that amp that amp to me i helped uh work with Lyndon Laney on, not like I sat and did any soldering or anything like that, but I was doing lots of Laney clinics um, in Europe and Germany and England and did some, a lot in the States too. And then uh, the, uh, you know how like, one day I was sitting and having a, I don't know, we were somewhere, I don't know if it was a Frankfurt Music messa and they had, uh, Laney had had the GH100R, which was like the uh, GL, it was no, was it? No. That's the one I'm playing now, but the one before it was called a G guitar lead or something like that, GL-100. And it's basically like a master volume, like a Marshall, like, kind of like a Plex, but you just two volumes to get your tone, right? And everybody yeah. does the same thing, right? You turn the gain on 10, and then you kind of ease that other knob called in, how, how loud can I play for this room? And then you right. dial your tone in up and down a little bit, right? I, that's yeah. your distortion tone, right? But you can't go from that to get clean. You got to stop and reverse those knobs in the opposite directions, right? So I'm like, Lyndon, let me be honest with you. You know how to make amps, right? And he's like, look at me, of course I do, David. And it kind of like, I don't get your question. I said, well, what about all the guys like in LA that like mod amps? You know what they're doing, right? Yeah, of course I do. I was like, why don't we just make one of those?
0: It's pre-modified.
3: Yeah, just get another. He goes, well, what we'd have to do is like, no, no, I don't want you to tell me what you have to do. I just kind of want you to like, I don't know how to solder practically. I, I, just, I do, yeah. but, you know, I'm like, just do that. So what we'd have to do, just put we put another tube in and get another gain stage, but, you know, we'd be feeding back quite a bit. I'm, no, 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 do it. Just do it. Just do that. And then I, I also want another channel, which is just one knob for clean. Well, what we'd have to do, and how you'd have to—no, no, no, no. <laughs> too much, too much info. Stop it, you know. And maybe I was being a little bit weird, but the the one I, that 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 VH one hundred, as you know, the valve head in the GH one hundred R is just awesome. And to me, they're the best sounding amps. Period. I can get any tone I'm looking for. I've been using that amp for uh, over twenty five years, and I've never have an issue with my tone live ever That's
0: great. of course what we're here today is a practice amp yeah, yeah cool practice amp. Yamaha combos I remember
3: those yeah these things were like uh, I've had these for a number of years just kind of because they're really simple for teaching you know and whatever and uh, yeah so but uh, yeah I mean the the, the Laney rig is the rig I've been using I use also Rocktron, uh, you know until uh, effects for been using that for 25 years the same one never had an issue with it um, uh, and then just a series of volume knobs I mean volume pedals rather where I, I put a uh, like Steve Morris puts a, a uh, you know like a, a passive volume uh, pedal into the effects loop yeah so you can do it where with the amp where you can set it where you are here just controlling the level of your effect but the way I use it now is I put the whole signal through my IntelliFX and so I can control my whole overall volume. So playing now means I've got like one knob for my master volume and then on my volume pedal I can do nice smooth boosts without having a, a click of any kind, you know, like yeah. you know, up in volume, Correct. down in volume. I don't like that. I want to be able to nice and smooth, you know? So If we're covering like tunes, you know, like if there's a Van Halen type of thing and I want to do a really loud dive bomb, I'm down, lower, and then I come up just for the dive bomb and then then back. Without it going, jumping up. Yeah, without, you know, and man annoying the crap out of the sound guy who, you know, sound men are allergic to guitar players most of the time, right? They're just like not all sound men but you know <laughs> they always blame the guitar player right it's always the guitar player wow what's not my problem you know they got 9000 mics on a drum set you know think maybe one of those are feedback <laughs> how about you know <laughs> you know anyway i don't know the, the the guys we work with in that band though are really cool though so we have two X32s and we control our own monitor mixes and bring our own mics and what's that a mixer or what's it X32 okay. yeah the X32 the uh uh what is it the um um your oh, X32s. So like in-ears and
0: stuff? And yeah,
3: I, I actually don't use in-ears. I don't like that. I think it's like, yeah. just feels like someone stuck earmuffs on me. I don't like that feeling at all. Um, For me, no. But I've got just a, a, a powered wedge that we bring out, you know. It's it dialed. Yeah, so I've read it gig. I do my own monitors. We don't even have to even sound check. We just go up, bam, again on my phone, dial my tone in, make sure I'm on, and we're ready to go.
0: Well, cool, man. Thanks for meeting with us today. Oh, it's That's a pleasure. I,
3: uh, honor, it's an honor. It's a pleasure. It's mine, really. Oh, yeah. I wish we just get, had more time to sit around and jam, both you and I. It would be fun just...
0: I know. But, you know, if I... How did your gig go a, last night? I didn't have a plane to catch.
3: Yeah, what time are you going to...
0: Oh, we've got hours, but, you know. I yeah. did this once before where I was did a show with Kathy, or maybe it was Starship. And I'm like, man, Greg Cox just lives up in Milwaukee so I like he I'm a big fan of his so I actually rented a car and drove up there how far is that like 90 minutes from? yeah Sunday? maybe not
3: well I guess maybe. it depends upon traffic too but, yeah, but you well, know yeah, I just it scooted could up be there like
0: and hung out with him for maybe you know an hour or so at his house in his guitar cave and then come back to the airport dropped off the rental car and boom but that's before I met Todd my hero uh, it's great. okay I'll get an uber to the airport no don't worry I'll drive you to the airport. <laughs> can't tell yeah. thing. if I'm Where are gil- you're gilting going, him into it or if he wants to. You're
3: going to. out of, out of uh, O'Hare or out of Midway? O'Hare. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: But, yeah, it's always an adventure to, like, you know, it's been a pleasure to be able to go to someone's home studio like this and, uh, and, and meet them and have oh, Gosh, thanks, Todd, for the intro. This is just an incredible. And oh, I've thank you. I've
3: been a you. fan of Dave's for several years.
0: Thank you. Keep it alive to your 95, Dave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Monaco, did the party starting? Hear that music? I've never heard two grown men act so stupid on the radio. Well. You get paid for this? 20, 20, 24 hours a
2: day. I want to be a cabhead.
1: Nothing to say, just babbling away. I want to be a cabhead. They put them on the airway gave him his own show yeah. stupid 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 where's eddie and joe bow <coughs> jimmy is in love he wants janet reno oh boy i'd like to janet reno boy i'd like to swing baby <laughs> 20 20 24
2: hours a day i wanna be a kid Damn. Yeah. i must be brain dead when i roll out of bed I wanna be a campaign. He's on the radio. I feel like he's my butt.
1: He's got no listeners. His brains are a dud. Jim's an idiot. He's always squeezing mud. Oh, 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 oh. All right, man, what's your favorite radio station? Well, it sure the hell isn't this one. 20, 20,
2: 24 hours a day.
1: I wanna be a campaign. What an asshole, yeah. I must have my head chopped up my dairy derriere. <laughs> I wanna be a campaign. Stupid. stupid, 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 the show is really weak. What? Idiots in action, Bob Doer is again Bob doer
2: Another cup of coffee, Jim's gotta take the leak. Oh, no, 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 no.
1: I mean, what is this? Dumb, 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 dumb. I wanna be a cabhead. Just wanted to tell you, as one of your two listeners, I quit. This thing sucks. <laughs> I
2: wanna be a cab <laughs> What an asshole he is. Middle.
1: Speaking on radio. Arrive at the studio in plenty of time to allow for last-minute changes. Let's go. Take direction without argument. Come on, Jimmy. Announcers and engineers are familiar with their studios and equipment. Hurry up,
2: you idiot.
1: Ask your engineer or announcer how far from the microphone you should be while speaking. Is this can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. How? Different microphones have varying sound characteristics. Is this good? Speak quietly, good. but authoritatively. Don't tell me what to do, you Cab This sh- doesn't work! Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Remember that off-mic conversation not intended for broadcast may be picked up anywhere within the studio and sent over the air, too. Could you please get me some toilet paper? Don't rattle the script or your notes. Noises, particularly those not recognizable, are of tremendous distraction to a listening audience. Hold <laughs> the Don't be afraid to mark your material. For example, underlining words for emphasis. Dear management, I fucking quit. And take your time when you read. Right. Most non-professionals will time their speeches at one rate, then nervously accelerate their reading when on the air. Coughing, throat clearing, and other nerve-produced noises, should be anticipated, if possible, and dealt with positively. (laughs) Signal the engineer by pointing to the microphone and drawing your finger across your throat. This indicates cut. Take me off the floor! you idiot! (laughs) Remember, be careful of your extraneous noises, including your breathing. Every sound is amplified. If, while on the air, you find your speech will run too long, don't speed up. These spark Some of them you can. Otherwise, make the observation to the audience wise. that your time is up, so thank go, them, and stop. Just buy the <laughs> thing. Your friends will inform you afterward that it was natural and graceful. Hey, Jimmy, you suck. Don't endanger a prepared speech by stalling. Um, if you wish to uh, practice timing, read a paragraph of material before the sweep second hand of a clock. So buy one. Note your time. 10.20 today. An experienced radio man can do this. Mm-hmm. And lastly, remember this. If you're not an ad-lib expert, don't try. Um, what am I trying to say? There is little pleasure in listening to an individual who believes he is a comedian. His are too fat. Get it? Prepare your wise practice. Oh, you're a good crowd, crowd. Practice your material before a mirror, applying the principles of delivery you have learned. Right. Listen. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Work. Right. Speak. Mm-hmm. Succeed. That's good. You time is safe.